This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for the vegan and health conscious lifestyles. That's right, Health IQ rewards us for our lifestyle choices. Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat to learn more about all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug, while you were in Mendocino for the for SIDS 50K, I set up a small little bookmaking service, and a lot of the smart money was coming in on Gene Bauer beating you in the race. Oh, is that so? That's 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 so. Yeah. So what? So what's, who, who gets paid? Uh, well, you lost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you were the bookie, then you probably weren't betting. But uh, no, right. Gene. Uh, Gene ran a great race, but I. You edged him out? Edged him out to the Did finish line. Did you do the Usain Bolt or you leaned forward right over the 50K finish line? It was more of a trip, <laughs> <laughs> about a half mile out. But <laughs> no, he uh, he ran his first 50K, Gene Bauer of Farm Sanctuary. Uh, and it was really cool to meet him and, and know that he was out there. But we never actually saw each other out on the course. Oh, you just dusted him, right? I dusted him. <laughs> yeah, he's like... Man, I, I mean, he, by then I had napped and <laughs> eaten a meal, <laughs> had a beer. Man, well, that's cool. Uh, it's cool that he that he did that. He's been forever a supporter of No Meat Athlete and came to our DC race that you when, when you and I started working together. He came out for that mm-hmm. on sort of surprise guest almost. He came and spoke, and that I think was his first marathon, right? I think so it you would run his, his first. first marathon and his first ultra marathon with him. Yeah, we didn't we didn't make that. We we talked a lot about that DC or not a lot, but we talked about that DC trip and about his first marathon and um, yeah. And he's an Ironman guy too, right? He's, he's done, an Ironman Iron guy. Man. He's done a bunch of stuff. He's and just better than us. He's just all around better than we are. I think. <laughs> he when he crossed the finish line, I think his first comment to Sid was, "Man, that was long." <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, I guess that's how a first ultra feels, regardless yeah. of how long. A 50K might not, to someone who hasn't done it, probably doesn't seem like all that much more than a marathon. But mm-hmm. once you introduce the trails and especially any amount of hills, it just, it is. It was a much, much harder effort. I also think that uh, leading, or the night before when we were talking, I, I don't know if he had done his research on the fact that uh, there were like creek crossings and trails and hills and stuff like that he just he seemed uh kind of when we were talking ahead of time he seemed a little um unprepared for the fact that it was was a trail race and not a road race that's funny well good good guy gene bauer um so i don't mean we're not bashing his athletic ability i'm actually i'm I'm in admiration of his athletic abilities absolutely uh anyway so yes the race went well your second time doing it i believe you were 12th last year right no, I think I was, um, I think I was 18th last year. Oh, okay. And I was 14th this year. So improvement. And a, a slight improvement. Wow, um, I thought it was. A, I thought you slid back a little bit. I was ready to blame the baby. All kinds of. I had all kinds. No, of No, you know, it's it, surprisingly, it was a slightly longer course, and I came in about six minutes faster and a couple places ahead. Longer on on purpose. He tried to make it longer, or did it just turn? No, out? he um, it uh, rerouted to a better trail off of a fire road onto a nice trail, and I think that made it a little longer. Gotcha. But um, it was a it was a well, it, it was a good improvement for sure. That was the funnest part of the course, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's that is the what's the name of it? Mendocino Coast Fifty K. Mendocino right? Coast Fifty K 
put on, hosted, race directed by our good friend of the podcast, of Nomad Athlete, Sid Garza Hillman, mm-hmm. of Approaching the Natural. And it's like a vegan race, right? It is. I mean, it's not billed as that, I don't think, but he... But no, it's not billed at vegan. all about as, as a vegan race, but it is a vegan race. And um, I think because, <clears throat> because of Sid and because we talk about it here, there were quite a few Nomad Athlete fans and vegans at the race. I like it. Which was awesome. It was like super cool to meet so many listeners of this podcast and uh, get to run with some and see them finish. It was just a really cool experience. Did you sign over or under three autographs? <laughs> I did not sign any autographs because no, I had nothing to sign. But I did get lots of <laughs> pictures taken, like selfies oh, there you with go. people. Yeah, nice. Um, but I was at, at the. Uh, there was an event with. Uh, Esther. Just go ahead and answer it. <laughs> hey Esther, what's up? And we're back. Sorry about that. I got a quick phone call. <laughs> quick phone call I had to take care of. Like when you had to rush to get a haircut. So like you, la- you know, last I was week. thinking you think Rich Roll, like when he's talking to like I don't know, Moby says, Oh, I gotta cut the short room because I gotta go get a haircut. <laughs> I think uh it would maybe be offensive to Moby if you I had think to, so too. <laughs> to bring up some, so we don't have to worry about such things here. Uh-uh. No, but, speaking of though, um, Last time I had to rush out to get a haircut, and you had a haircut. I think the next day, I did. And you were talking about how cool your haircut was going to be. It actually you know it was pretty cool. It's it, a little more dramatic it than was I cooler, thought it was going to be. It was cooler a week ago, and it already grew out a lot. Now it looks like a run of the mill faux hawk. Uh huh. It was like a side shaved kind of faux hawk, which is a little different. Hey, well, I mean, it looks good. Was is there a reason you switched things up a bit? I was playing uh, a tablet soccer game with my son. Uh huh. And. You can like tablet games are the worst, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is my you like they get kids buy get these free games, and then it's just about buying stuff. It's about like they want they just want you to buy things like mm. with real money in yeah. the game. And if not that, they're gonna give you ads, and you can pay to have your ads removed. There's just it's just all about that. And I feel like, which is why we just got an actual real system, which I was gonna resist forever, but we bought a good new Nintendo Switch so that. He doesn't have to sit there and watch ads during his like bedtime game time that he gets to do. Because uh-huh. I just felt terrible. Anyway, we were in the upgrade center where you could upgrade your player's haircut. <laughs> and one of these guys had this had this cool cut that we could buy. We didn't buy it because we didn't want to spend eight human dollars on it. <laughs> for, a, for a player's <laughs> for haircut. For a player's haircut, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, but I said, I'm going to get that cut. And then uh, and I did. did. Did Was he like, that's a cool cut? Yeah, he loved it. And you were like... I was, I, like, I was like, I bet your friends. No, no, no sorry. So he, I said it was a cool cut. Uh huh. And then when I got it, he said it was a cool cut. Uh, and yeah. I was like, I made the point of it. I bet your other friends' dads don't get <laughs> haircuts from their video games from that their sons play. So, so I'm the best dad. So, <laughs> so uh, and I hope this is true. Did you did you take the take the tablet game in and say I want this haircut? Yes. Did you really? I screenshotted it. <laughs> and <bought> it in. <laughs> Maybe we can somehow upload that photo to the show notes. Oh, that is awesome! And and does it look right? Yeah, did it did. It did look right. It is already grown. I didn't realize how the maintenance of the haircut, the upkeep, was going to break me because it's because it'll you know I'm like it's a thirty dollars nice cut. It's not like the local barber shop. I just wouldn't trust them to do a uh-huh. good cut. Shout not, out to nothing. Ananda. Ananda West. Ananda, Ananda West. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, did you get a beer while you were getting it? Did not. I don't do that. I've I've set a rule for myself that said I will not get beers while I'm waiting for haircuts. I just can't do it. Just, Why not? I just feel like I'm losing at life if I'm doing that. 
Oh, I think you're the exact opposite. <laughs> I think you're winning at life when you do that. No, I I don't do that. I'm sure you do, right? You get a nice I Highland, normally do. Highland IPA, maybe? Yeah, the problem is that uh, I normally schedule my haircuts for like noon after mm-hmm. we do these podcasts or whatever, and I go right. get my haircut, and then I still have to work the rest of the That's day. That's what I meant by losing at life, because you drink a beer in uh, a haircut, and then you come out of there, and you're half drunk, and it's daylight out, and it's a weekday, <laughs> and you're like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> and which I mean, but the truth is, I just need to schedule my haircuts for like... There four o'clock right and then it's right. basically a happy hour drink exactly or schedule the haircut before the podcast instead of after oh. so you get a little buzz on and yeah. you don't have to cut the podcast short for your haircut <laughs> which we've only done once by the way <laughs> <laughs> well we'll add it to your list of character traits <laughs> yeah all right the we, guy who we were talking about we were talking about something that was serious before we got interrupted by a phone call how i be gene at, uh... it was about that and then autographs Oh, I think I was going to ask if anybody complained about the food at the race. Did any like non-vegan guy go? I didn't hear anybody complain about the food at the race. I did hear somebody talk about um, how they were going to go home and barbecue, mm-hmm. but they weren't really complaining. So, uh, so the race is an all-vegan race, which basically means the aid stations where they have all their like the spread of food for you during throughout the race uh, is all vegan, uh, which isn't that unusual. I mean, there there may be a couple things missing. Like a lot of races have bacon these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of races might have like a ham sandwich or something, or, you know, I don't know, cheese, grilled cheese, uh, beef broth. I guess there are kind of a lot of non-vegan foods. That... There are more and more. More and more. Yeah. Uh, but at a 50K, you're not going to have a ton of like hot soups and stuff like that, hot sandwiches. So, uh, you know, there, it, what, it didn't feel like when you go to the aid station, it doesn't feel that unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just right. it's just really nice as a vegan to know that you don't have to right pay attention to what's in any, yeah. anything. Uh, was, but you know, PB and J's and chips. And this year he had Coke. Last year he didn't have any soda. And I think maybe some people complained or mm. something. But this year he had Coke. But uh, there was it was the good. It was like the glass <laughs> bottle Mexican Coke with <laughs> <Yeah>. like real sugar <laughs> instead of like the three yeah. liter you know, <laughs> cheap stuff. Which cracked me up when, because uh, I, I, I went to Mendocino a few days early to help Sid kind of prep everything and get the aid station boxes all prepped and the trucks loaded up and everything. And we had all this food and all these boxes of stuff to, to get ready. And I see this huge pile of like really nice Coke. And I was, I was surprised that he would have Coke at his house. But I thought maybe it was like for him. Like, <laughs> who, who buys the like really nice Coke for the, for the aid station? And I was surprised. And he was like... <laughs> I was like, Sid, I didn't know your 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 family was a was a soda drinker. He's a nutritionist, we should point out, by the way. Yeah, a vegan yeah. nutritionist does health made simple. <laughs> um and he's like, Oh no, that's for the races. Like, you're <laughs> you're sending glass bottles to the aid stations. <laughs> but yeah, he did, and it was uh, uh it was awesome. I mean it was you know, I would much rather drink quality coke if I'm gonna drink it. And I did at two of the They're good too, those Mexican cokes. Oh, they're so good. They're really good. And I'm not gonna lie, when we were packing those aid station boxes it was it was hot and, uh, you know, it just looked just so good. I, I really wanted one. I didn't, I didn't, you didn't one. have one. I didn't have one, which is a good thing. Cause, uh, that was something we, we ran out of. So <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing. Well, that's cool. I, that, that, uh, you know, I, I like, I missed that about running ultras that you get that nice Coke and fries mile 25 or something that picked mm-hmm. me up. And, um, and, uh, Numinos. I had some, oh, yeah. some Numinos. But uh, but the best part for sure, and which is the, the coolest thing about this being a vegan race, in my opinion, is that the 
finish line meal is provided by the Raven. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Raven's the, Restaurant. I Raven's think. Restaurant, mm-hmm. which is uh, the restaurant at the Sam Sanford Inn. Stanford. Stanford Inn. Mm-hmm. We should probably get that right. <laughs> <laughs> the sorry, uh, the Stanford Inn. Um, and they make, uh, they make some good food too. They make great food. Southwest and, style food. Yeah, it was a burrito oh, bar, and it was yes. so good. It was just had all the different fixings for the most massive and delicious vegan burrito, mm-hmm. and. It was just nice to know it was all vegan and to not have like the crappy side meal that most races you get at most races. Yep. All this like vegan sauces, the creamy cashew based sauces, and it was just like, it was great. That is maybe more important than the aid station to me. That uh, since I've been vegan, I haven't done all that many races since I've been vegan. I probably didn't, I've probably done three marathons and three ultras. Mm hmm. You you can't find anything after the race. Like there's yeah. nothing. You're eating that white bagel that you get in the line and some potato chips and maybe an apple. Uh huh. But everyone else is eating pizza. Right. And then there's just nothing for you to eat. Right. Or or even better stuff like who knows what barbecue good looking stuff that you just can't have. Right. Yeah. I mean I don't know how many races I've been to where pizza or barbecue are the are the finish line meals. Right. Or burgers. Sometimes they grill burgers. Um. But this I mean it was awesome and. Runners were just loading up huge, massive burritos of delicious goodness. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was actually kind of funny because you know it was like a bar. You fill up your own stuff, and uh, the tortillas were like those massive, mm-hmm. those like really big mission polar, style. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I don't know if I saw any runner actually able to roll up their burrito because <laughs> everyone just <laughs> resorted to the fork because they had loaded so much. Well, stuff I mean, even it. the people at Chipotle don't learn how to do that properly. They, yeah, they still true. overload them. Um, but it was that that was that was so nice uh, as a vegan to have that and you know so it's, it's a real treat it's a it's a for those vers- those people who don't know the Mendocino Coast 50k is in Mendocino California Northern California so wine country wine country yep Zinfandel town Zen, I think Zinfandel that, County I don't know is that true I think they're they're known for their Zinfandels I think they also make Cabernet is it, uh-huh. is that, are they in, they're not in Napa right it's like a different no, it's a different county, right? Like Sonoma and Napa mm. and Mendocino, they're all different right? Different counties. It's also a big uh, marijuana growing yes. area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's so the first like, I don't know, eight miles are along the coastline, which is the picturesque cliff, Yep. you know, uh, Northern California coastline, which is gorgeous. And then you cut in, you run through the redwood forests and have some really nice rolling smooth buttery smooth single track trails there buttery uh, the smooth like vegan a, like a chardonnay vegan buttery yeah like a chardonnay there you go. <laughs> um and then you and then you come along and like have this long flat section uh, along the river like back to the finish line so it's just a really unique and fun course um I was, I was stoked to be there. It's a great area. I went there for the, our little vegan running retreat that we did last year at the Stanford Inn and uh, ran. didn't run anything close to a 50K, but in total we ran probably 40 miles and covered a lot of the thing, and it was really, really nice. I was I was blown away by how nice the – I mean, just starting with that cliff was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I just it's like different foliage there. It's totally And, I, and it's, just, it's just really neat to see, and I don't know. Yeah. It felt like you were running in a – ferns and mosses and and then the big redwood trees yes love redwood trees i do (laughs) do you i I just do i love driving through the drive Uh, uh the drive from 
port uh, my book tour in 2013. Uh-huh. Drove from Portland down to Stanford Inn in one day. And okay. it was like the best drive I've ever done. It was this like eight hour drive through those windy redwood roads. Yep. Started to get glimpses of the coastline and the cliffs and all that. It was just the best. I was all by myself. No one to, no one to bother me. <laughs> it was really nice. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, that's good. And what was your official time? Um, 5.25, I think. Good. You happy with that? I am. I am happy with that because... Uh, you're a new dad. You're not because I'm a new dad. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, I, so this race was a bit of a more of a struggle, mental struggle than um, than normal than I would have liked for a race like this. But because what? Because of the race race day itself was a struggle, or like the just getting getting up to the race day with a, with a baby. Well, I mean, no, I've, I mean, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that my training can has my training over the past few months has consisted of. Uh, like near daily 30 to 45 minute runs, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of getting out there running four to six miles four, to, yeah, four to five miles, <laughs> four to six miles, whatever, <laughs> okay. you know, running a short, a short, you know, near daily run. And then, uh, basically three big weekends where I do a longer run, mm-hmm. but that's, that's basically been it since the baby came It's kind of three really really long runs uh one of them was a marathon one was 22 miles and one was a 50k a 30 mile like just fun run mm-hmm. um and then that that's so that's kind of been my training leading up to this and uh i wasn't sure how that would how that would go um and i certainly did not have the strength that i wanted but i think that um i think that this showed me the importance of the other things the importance of managing your nutrition the importance of staying positive and like really focusing on the mental side of the run um and just really i don't know paying attention to the to the the things that aren't as obvious as okay i've got to train really hard and i'm gonna rely heavily on my legs to to make sure i can keep going because i mean my legs and were were pretty shot like halfway through i was my quads were bothering me which this is not a particularly hilly course um compared to what we have around here so you know they shouldn't have been bothering me like that uh but i you know I, my legs just weren't weren't responding the way i wanted them to but i was able to um manage my nutrition well and and pacing well and that kind of stuff and and i think that that was the only reason i could hang on and it, you know i mean it wasn't the prettiest race it wasn't anything i'm like super pumped about uh, the, but your performance my performance not, not it was yeah, yeah right right my, my performance so i mean it wasn't anything like i'm in a brag about or anything like that but but i feel um i feel really good about how it came out how it all came Mm -hmm. together you're you're a veteran you're you're a kg veteran runner you lost your like you've (laughs) lost the pure physical skills now you got to rely on your your experience (laughs) on my experience i guess so (laughs) i don't know no but but i think the lesson though that i will take from this when i am able to train at 100 percent um is that you can't forget that stuff that the training at 100 percent like day in and day out is important for if you want to you know perform at your best right but so is this other stuff is equally as important and uh and if you neglect that stuff then um then it doesn't really matter how well you train right so if this were your first race ever and you entered it in this amount of shape with this amount of training would have been a much much worse i think well yeah i think so i mean i think that the the muscle memory and the experience and that kind of stuff helps a lot you know just when you get to our 
four and a half, you know, and you still have another hour to go. Yeah. I mean, like that's people fall apart there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is the worst. <laughs> oh, that's good. That I'm. That's exciting to hear. I'm glad you made a good showing. Didn't didn't embarrass the podcast in any way. I have not. You got uh, you, your entry fee comped by Sid, I'm sure. Yep. It was it? Yeah. Nice. He flew me up there. <laughs> Did he pay for your show? <laughs> yeah, everything. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm a pretty big deal. I guess I, it sounds like it. I'm glad to hear that. Did you give a talk or a keynote or anything? No, I just helped no, him out. Just and, had to show up run. And, uh, and, you know, encouraged other runners to go. Because it is pretty cool. Well, that is all very cool. Uh, one day, I hope to come out. I keep telling you that maybe one day I'll do it. And one day I might. Right now... You know, a lot of people asked. A lot of people asked about where you were and why. Why <laughs> you quit running? Did they? <laughs> yeah, I, a couple of people were like, you know, Matt. It just seems like he's not running anymore. And I was like, no, he's not. And someone brought I mean, up the the karate. They said maybe you're going to become the new karate master. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't look at it as quit running. I look at it as just like not running right now, doing other stuff. Which is the story of my life as a runner is that I just run and then I get bored with it and don't for whatever six months, year. A couple of years, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe the longest break right now. But and I'm, and it's not like I can't run or don't run. I I ran at the beach two weeks ago. Yeah, and I did our vegan running retreat last year. We did the forty miles in in a week, and that was you know, mm-hmm. we did some solid runs. It was two day two runs a day. So I mean, it's not like I'm just been totally away from running in all forms. Uh, it's just not it's just not part of my daily rhythm. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think that next year might be the year. You think so? I think people would love to see an epic showdown between Doug and Matt. Oh my God, I would, I would get killed. It'd be an embarrassing <laughs> showdown. Uh, I have a little bit, Doug, been thinking about not seriously considering it, but I would like to do that graveyard hundred. You know that one? Is that the beach it's one? Local to our state, yeah, down the mm-hmm. coast, mm-hmm. Uh, Outer Banks type deal, and it's, it's all like road. Similar to it's the kind of the East Coast version of the. Badwater. Badwater. Yeah, thing. but I mean, it's, uh, you can't even make that comparison, right? It's just not fair. Yeah. It's just it's right, just, right. A, it's just okay. a tame Scratch amateur that. amateur hour version. Well, it's not amateur hour. I mean, it's still it's still a hundred mile race, and it's hard, and the weather's unpredictable. It's not one hundred thirty five miles in one hundred twenty degree heat like Badwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just I think for the same reasons, it's attractive to me. It seems like, I don't know. I just don't want to go out and hike up hills. I just I just I did that once for the hundred, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but running a road hundred, I think I, I think I had fun with. Let's do it. You'll you want to write your deal? training plan? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll come out and crew you. Well, then maybe I will. <laughs> but then, so then I start thinking that, and I'm like, but you know what? There's also Umstead, which is sort of the same amount of time, mm. I mean, the same time of the year, mm-hmm. and it's eight loops, and they're 12 and a half miles each, and their website, as of last time I checked, which was like two years ago, <laughs> said, look at this as like an in-between 100. It's like an in-between step between a 50 mile and a 100, 100 mile. Like, like on their own website, they're kind of downplaying it and saying wow. it's not really quite a real 100, which I'm, I don't want to take that away from anyone who has done that and calls it a real 100 because to me, a real 100 it's is a real still, 100. Yeah, it's still I was just surprised, running 100 miles. Yeah, I was just, so I was very surprised that on their website they, they would say something like that. Um, but that something like that kind of appeals to me. I'm thinking maybe to get back into it, mm-hmm. I should do something like that first instead of the thing that I really like to do. So I don't know. What's going to be the most motivating? Probably the thing you really want to do, right? That's right. Which goes back to how you, remember we had this, we had a conversation yeah. about this, a life-changing conversation, wisdom passed down by me to you. That's true. We were in the car somewhere. <laughs> I forgot we were in the car. 
I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing or not. <laughs> I think we are. Uh, we were in the car during the book tour. Uh-huh. Um, driving probably from like, I don't know, Austin crazy to... Place in no. Texas to some other crazy place yeah. in Texas. Yeah. So, driving across the great state of Texas. And, uh, and I, you know, we were deciding whether I should... I really wanted to run the Mastodon Mountain Trails 100, which is this, you know, a big mountain run. Hard one. Hard one. Very hard for my first hundred and we were debating whether or I was debating whether to run that knowing that it would be a lot harder than something that I could more easily do for as my first hundred and what was your advice well the book tour talk was all about was all about going after big goals right yeah and not just not just because that's the best but because that I think really do, do think that makes you more likely to stick with them because it's exciting mm-hmm. and then when it gets like it's going to be hard to run 100 miles no matter what I think we probably said exactly this and when it's really hard and you really don't feel like doing it, what's going to be motivating to you? That you're doing this really hard race that matters a lot or this whatever race that's not as exciting. Yeah. Uh, and you, and I, I was I was sort of surprised, actually, that you picked the harder one. Just because <laughs> I'm not, not at you, it just seemed like, I don't know. I, I think I, I think probably in that, I don't totally remember, but I would imagine that in that conversation I was maybe telling you that in principle here's what I believe, uh-huh. but that still to go after a crazy hard mountain race for your first hundred seemed really difficult to do yeah <laughs> and that maybe i wouldn't do that I don't, <laughs> but you did and you and you did it and i did and here you are here, I here am. you are now years later placing, it took me 32 12th hours place in sid's 50k there you go race it's just all paid off 14th place <laughs> 14th, <whatever. laughs> uh yeah so that that is that is what i'm thinking about with running maybe maybe i'll get back into that 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 seems sort of halfway attractive to me my wife also more than halfway attractive to me is uh <laughs> she has been training for she's getting back into running yeah in a very serious manner she runs pretty much every single day awesome. with a friend of hers and sometimes another friend of hers as well pushing the stroller no well yes you know i should know that and i don't really <laughs> does she uh, have her kids with her when she goes yes with ellie goes with her about half the time your so, kids too not just her kids right both of our children we both. share those children <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's been doing that, and she is running a race this weekend, one of the New Belgium, or the New Belgium of the uh-huh. Race for the Tap series in Asheville. She's going to do that, which is awesome. cool. Awesome. Which is how long? I think it's five miles. Great. Yeah, so that's that'll be her first race in a really long time. And then uh, last night, she was she was going through the calendar trying to pick races, pick a marathon for the fall. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm quite excited. I'm actually really excited to be in the supporting role of something like that. Yeah. Because she's just done so much of that for me, and... Uh, I don't know. I just, I just haven't had that many opportunities to do it for her. She's run three marathons in her life, only one of which I think I didn't run with her. So only one time did I actually support her, mm-hmm. you know, purely support and not run it myself. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I think it'll be fun. I think the kids will enjoy it. Uh, and that has, has in some way motivated me to just think about running. I can't say I'm back in at all, but it's at least made me think about it. I like it. Yeah. Did you know I'm running another race in a couple weeks? Don't think so. Race for the taps? No, and so this is all. Everything I've done this spring is building up to the Urock Hunter K in three weeks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's in Charlottesville. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jeff Rowe is going to be there. I doubt. It. I think he's. <laughs> I think he's out of uh, <laughs> out of the running scene these days. Okay. Well, at some point he was involved with that race. I think wasn't he? He was. Yeah, and I think he might still be on like the elite council or something. But uh, I don't think he's racing much anymore. Got it. But uh, yeah, cool. And that's how many weeks away? It's three weeks away. 
would you say running uh, racing a 50k three weeks before that is reasonable training i mean uh, to a marathoner they would say that's crazy right you shouldn't shouldn't do that yeah uh but no in the I, world, I, I think it is reasonable i think it was a good i you know i viewed yes or last week's race as kind of a final big training run uh one of my three or four big training runs mm-hmm. leading up to the 100k which um it'll be you know you know i it's it's one thing to squeak out a 50k and rely on nutrition and kg veteran status. KG veteran says you know it's gonna be a little different to to do 100k yeah and rely on that you've same done stuff. 100k in your life i've only done 100k yeah and it didn't go all that well did not go well no i was i was worried for my health actually <laughs> oh yeah that was the peeing blood right yeah uh-huh. okay. you know what holden just asked my son holden who's just turned seven he two days ago said daddy why was doug peeing blood that one time like just randomly out of nowhere <laughs> really yeah he just pulled this memory out of his out of his head from when he was what four probably three years ago that's funny yeah. i guess we were just talking about it in front of him or something yeah, we told it? him about it. We we amped it up. It was a big story for us to tell him. Oh, oh, oh but that okay. was three years ago, and I just he just randomly brought it up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was funny. What so it was funny say? that you brought it up. Uh, I don't remember. I think I was more fascinated that he brought it up. I don't think I didn't really <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> I think I just was asking him how he remembered that and where it uh-huh. came from. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Yeah, that was, that was my only hundred k experience. But I think that the hundred k distance is like uh, you've always said that going to be a good one for me. I know. I just haven't committed to it much because the 100-mile distance has in the past been more attractive. Yeah, me. it just sucks you in. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's I think it's hard. I mean, 50 miles is hard enough. If you can do anything more than that, might as well go just go for it. Just right. double it yeah. But now that you've done a bunch of those, maybe that allure is, is finished. Yeah. Well, it, a 100-miler seems unreachable at the current my current running state, and I wanted something big for, mm-hmm. um, for the spring. So, My 100-miler, Doug... As, as a bit of a challenge to you was done when my daughter was about the same age as your daughter currently is i remember that i think i think maybe it was i think she was about three months old so a little younger a little younger but similar yeah i remember that i so cannot no i can't imagine man i can't imagine and we had another kid yeah you're tougher than me man aaron did so much work though i i she i mean she did it all. <laughs> all i did was went out and run yeah I am tougher than you, Doug. I'm glad you can acknowledge that. <laughs> Despite what our recent race histories might yeah, right, say. Right, right. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, change the subject, kind of. Okay. So to... Nintendo Switch? Oh, no. We've was... been doing a lot of Nintendo Switch recently. I do want to hear about the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but... You probably don't. That's a whole episode. For, <laughs> for a different podcast, probably, than, than the Nomi Athlete Radio podcast. A whole, a whole, a whole episode. <laughs> for a nerdy t- video game podcast. <laughs> um... Oh, my dog doesn't even like that. Your dog, or is that my stomach? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> um, uh, on my way back from Mendocino to Oakland, where I was visiting my friend, mm-hmm. I stopped at Amy's Drive Thru. Oh yes, I've been to that too. On Have my way been from to the... Mendocino to San Francisco, oh, it was so good, so freaking good. Yep. What'd you it's, get? Value I got meal? a double cheeseburger mm-hmm. and uh, fries and a milkshake, okay. chocolate shake. Yep. It was so good. I know it's really, really good. <laughs> and it was, um, so it's Amy's. It's Amy's. It's the same company that makes like the frozen mm-hmm. food, uh, but they have this one restaurant. I think it's the only one right? in San- is it Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like a all vegetarian, mostly 
it's like all vegetarian, but I think everything probably has a vegan option. Yes, I think so. Um, but it's not all vegan because there's real cheese if you want it. There is real cheese and there's real um, uh, milkshakes, I think. Oh, really? I don't remember that part. Yeah, I think there is. And there's real mac and cheese. So oh, there yeah. is definitely That's right. cheese. That's right. Uh, but there's vegan version of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically you have access to the whole menu. And, and it, it was, feels like a McDonald's. Like the, it feels like the layout right. of it is just... Yeah. So freaking good. Yeah, Even yeah, like the, the, the double cheeseburger uh, had like a secret sauce that tasted yeah. a lot like uh, a Big Mac sauce. Yep. I remember that. Freaking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like they're making more of those. I think I heard that somewhere. That there are I at least so. a few more restaurants coming if they're not already in existence. I hope that they're, they start yeah. spreading everywhere. It was packed. It was like 2 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and it was packed. You know, my, I was talking to Ray Cronice, who's a friend of the podcast. Been on, I think he's our only three. Well, no, Sid probably has been on a few times, but Ray's been on three times, I think. And I want to have him back on again because he was talking about really interesting ideas in his way that he does. He, you know, he just sort of is not afraid of offending people. He's not an ethical vegan, but he does eat a hundred percent plant based diet. Mm-hmm. But he he doesn't. He's not afraid of offending ethical vegans that if he thinks they're doing a bad thing for people's health, and he thinks that. And I don't mean to put words in his mouth here, or, or, you know, I, I may be inaccurately summarizing. And I want to have him on to, you know, so he can you can hear it straight from him. Um, but he thinks that the the vegan junk food proliferation is a really bad thing. Mm. He thinks that in ten years, we're gonna they're gonna start doing all these you know big large scale studies, and it's gonna be people who eat plant based diets turn out not to be any healthier than everyone else because of all the vegan. because there's just so much you can basically eat the same junk as you mm-hmm. want it's just not animal protein but it's it's still junk food and he thinks it's going to be just just a massive impact on basically a massive slowdown in in the rate at which we move towards this diet because we mm-hmm. you know he, he says the same conversation has been happening i think in the maybe he said late 1700s late 1800s, just some other period there was a there was a beginnings of a vegetarian movement and i don't i don't think it was I don't, somehow they were eating the same low quality food as everyone else because that was before the processed food days, right? so it was different. Right. But for whatever reason, it, it, it turned out in these studies that that diet wasn't any different from the mainstream diet, and then we, he said, got set back. So that's I, I've been thinking about that recently as I've thought more about vegan junk food. Mm. At the same time, it's really good. Like, yeah, that no, place I, is so I, I think that that makes sense to me for sure, mm-hmm. and I and I've always felt that way about fake meats, like processed meats, as instead of using them as like stepping stones right. that they become then the clutch that you're just kind of eating processed junk but the crutch 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 what did i say the clutch clutch <laughs> the crutch um but at the same time so i would it. totally sometimes go to a right. amy's if it was around exactly it was so exactly good. i know so would i that's a, that's a trick it would have to be a sometimes and mm-hmm. for a lot of people probably people who listen to this podcast making it a sometimes is no problem and you, yeah. can, you can go twice a month and right. be good. Yeah. You can go nice. or, at, you know, as a treat after you run a 50K. Yeah. There you go. And as a treat on Fridays. And, and whenever you got a busy day. And when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. uh, they are, I think Veggie Grill is expanding massively. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if there are any North Carolina locations coming, but they're, they got a bunch of East Coast cities. Oh, wow. Now they're doing it. I've Do never, those never been to it. No, Veggie not Grill. out there in California? No. That's a must hit, Doug. Well, I don't think that they're in the Northern California region, and I've never right. been in Southern they may not California. Be. Oh, so. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're in LA. They're also in Seattle. 
Oh, really? I guess Northern California is sort of in between not not quite hippy-dippy enough spot yet. Yeah, I guess. It's all those wine snobs. Wine snobs and Silicon Valley folk. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, vegan junk food. We'll have Ray on and talk about that stuff. Because it, it is that it, is it, a good conversation. It's really interesting, uh-huh. and he, he makes very good points. Matt, I think before we close out the conversation, let's pause for a second to thank our sponsors. Okay, Doug. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for the vegan and health-conscious lifestyles. All right, Matt, let's play a quick game, lightning round. What are the active things that you've done in the past month? Doug, I've been going to martial arts classes twice a week. I've been hitting the gym. Uh And although I've not been really running, I also went to some yoga on the cruise. That's not bad, not bad. Let's see, I've gone hiking. I have gone on a bunch of runs, including some long runs, regular strength work and yoga at home, disc golf, cycling, and baby bouncing, which sounds worse than it it is. But, you know, you put it on your hip and you kind of like bounce around until she falls asleep. Okay, I guess that counts, Doug. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you know, I think we're doing pretty good, which is which is a good thing because research has shown that people who actively exercise have a 22% lower cancer risk, a 50% lower risk of heart disease, and 34% risk, lower risk of early death. Health IQ rewards us for those lower risks. That's right. They unapologetically advocate directly for health-conscious people to receive financial rewards when it comes to life insurance. So head over to healthiq.com slash no meat, that's one word, to learn more on all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. That's healthiq.com slash no meat. All right, good. So what else, Doug? What else do we have? Well, um, while I was busy, you were busy too. I've been busy. I've been extremely, extremely busy with work, uh, which is strange for me to say. I don't get busy with work. You know, I don't, I don't, that, that seems like a grown-up, boring person thing to say, that mm-hmm. I'm really busy with work. Uh, but now I've been, I've been working very, very hard at, of course, getting the book out, which comes out less than three weeks from today. Nomadathlete.com slash cookbook is where you can go to pre-order it. Uh, it is still cranking. It's already gone into reprint. We got a reprint second, whatever. Really? Yeah. Which is wow. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to share numbers or not, so I won't, but, uh, that was big, big deal. That the, is the big publishers deal. reprinted the book already. Uh, you know why? Uh, why? I bet because it was one of Sports Illustrated's. Hey, that's probably his wife. <laughs> no doubt that it's nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, we won't we won't go into all that again. You can listen to our uh, episode, probably three episodes ago, with co-author Stephanie Romine if you want to hear us over and over mention that it was one of Sports Illustrated's seven health, best health and wellness books of 2017. Uh, <clears throat> which that's was great, though. Congratulations on the, thank you on the reprint. That's I'm excited great. about that. We're going to be doing some really fun things uh, in Asheville. So if anyone's near, I know not the podcast is not all that local, but there might be some people. Surely there are some people who are fairly local. And uh, those days, Tuesday, this May 16th and Wednesday, May 17th, we will be doing things, uh, a panel discussion with Heather Crosby, who has been on our podcast in the past, Yum Universe author, and she has a new book called Plate to Pantry. Uh, on comes out the same day with the same publisher. So only natural that we would do something together. So we're going to have her on the podcast actually around that time. We'll do a fun joint episode. And uh, she's going to come to town and we're going to do this panel discussion at a local bookstore, and that, which is Malaprops, by the way, and then go to Plant Restaurant, which is everyone's favorite vegan restaurant. The only vegan restaurant in Nashville that's 100% vegan, but uh, quite a good, delicious restaurant to go to. So we'll be doing 
uh, a special menu there where they will be cooking things from the book. Rosetta's isn't 100% vegan. No, they like uh, like Amy's. I think have like a have like a mac and cheese, mac and cheese thing. Mm. Yeah, unless that's changed. But anyway, uh, we'll be doing a special menu there where they'll be making the dishes from the two books, and it'll just be a lot of fun. So if you happen to be nearby, look out, look up uh, plantisfood.com. That's their that's their website, and come to that or Malaprops the night before. Very cool. And one more thing I've been working on, crazy big thing, is uh, compliment, Doug. Not compliment with an I, but compliment with an E. So you're not complimenting me? Com- no. But that might be a nifty marketing trick that we start doing. Giving compliments? Giving compliments. Oh, somehow. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which will only add to the confusion, and people will think the name is spelled with an I. It's compliment yeah. as opposed to a supplement, because the idea is that we're not trying to go above and beyond, like, on the stuff we already get, which I feel like I feel like the notion of supplementing uh, is about that. It's about it's about getting way more protein or way more creatine or who knows what. Um, whereas what we want to do isn't that. We want to just round out a plant based diet and provide just the things that are missing or are likely missing. Uh, so anyway, I don't want to go into like a massive picture because we're kind of just in a little pre order phase. Uh, if you do want to check it out, our company is called LightDrop.org or is at LightDrop.org for for the time being. Um, and the product is out. It's available for pre-order, honestly, just within the five days after this podcast goes live. And then we will be changing some some stuff up, not taking away the, the No Meat Athlete Only deal. Uh, so you can check it out there, lightshop.org. And uh, the idea is that it's everything that might be missing from a plant-based diet and nothing else. We don't want to, it's not a multivitamin. You know, I just think most people don't need that. So we wanted to make something where it kind of brings all that stuff into one place uh, so that you don't have to do what we currently do, which is, buy a b12 pill buy a vitamin d3 pill and then either take a pill or take droppers for dha and epa this way they're all in one place and uh and the price is right if i don't say so myself compared to what i have been used to paying for that stuff so anyway lightdrop.org uh, i am very excited about that i guess i should spell that out light as in l-i-g-h-t and drop d-o-r no <laughs> d-r-o-p uh, lightdrop.org. The product is called Complement, so you could also go to plantcomplement with an e.com and see it there. I think you did a nice job with that, Matt. With the product or with the pitch? Both. <laughs> yeah. I'm paying you a compliment. Oh, thank you, Doug. I appreciate that. Now, if you would just go pay for compliment, <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be happy. Uh, we'll see. No, absolutely no. I think I, no, I I really I think that this is a needed product, and uh, I really like the idea. I mean, I think it's 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 cool because, like you, or I don't know, I think like you, which is the whole point of making this thing is, uh, I don't love the idea of multivitamins, multivitamins all the time. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that part of the reason why we why I eat the way I do is because I want to get everything I can from real foods. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's kind of how we feel. So, uh, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I feel in some strange way, like I've been very happy with the work we have done at No Meat Athlete. Um, I felt like that's giving something extra always. It's, for whatever reason in my head, it's been like, I'm making this No Meat Athlete thing, and it's just this extra thing that people can do. This thing now feels like a massive hole that we are filling and making things way easier for people. And I, I really like that. It makes me feel good, for sure. So, anyway. You'll hear lots more about that. Maybe they'll become the unofficial slash official sponsor of No Meat Athlete Radio. Oh. <laughs> I doubt it, but <laughs> you never know. Um, yes. So anything else, Doug, to talk about besides new 
work things or running or Nintendo Switch or whatever else. No, I think I think this wraps up. I actually got ahead. Oh, out, yeah. so. <laughs> okay. Another haircut? No, not a haircut. Um, oh, you know, any any loyal listener to the podcast knows the story about how you you went on vacation. You went to Italy, right? Yeah, that was your Italian trip. You're gone for a few weeks, come home, and your whole house is destroyed because right. of a leak from your refrigerator. Yeah, like then, literally, it was destroyed. Yeah, I mean, they didn't never, tear it never down, moved but, in again, right? Yeah, you know, you were never, uninhabitable as far uninhabitable. as I was concerned. And then we did about nine episodes where we talked about it at the beginning of every episode. We said, "Are you in your new house yet?" <laughs> yeah. Said, oh, yeah. Uh, well. I got home from my trip, and thankfully my <laughs> wife uh, was there, so the same thing didn't happen. But um, the day before I got home, uh, our refrigerator sprung a leak, and it flooded into the bottom floor uh, and filled up the ceiling. Ceiling, and uh, it's just been a total mess. So they've had to rip out a lot of the ceiling, and so your your lower floor ceiling started. Yeah, which is where falling. our bedrooms are, right. and the nursery, and everything. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, so they had to like rip out a bunch of the ceiling and just water just came gushing down and now oh, now so now there's no drywall they're airing it out so that you know and it can dry out so there's no mold and all that stuff but mold. anyway yeah what's up for mold mold is what did us in mold mold is not good especially when you have a four-month-old right so anyway dealing with that and i'm about to go home and meet the plumber okay well is that acceptable more acceptable i suppose that? it is you know, if you wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have wasted all this time talking business stuff before we started rec- <laughs> recording podcasts, we would have had plenty of time. <laughs> Maybe we need to get a haircut together one day, Doug. Oh, then can we get beers? Because then we're not yeah, then we get in. beers at it, then come back and do a podcast all about our new haircuts. Oh, I like that idea. That would be cool. Maybe we should podcast while getting haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe we should, so they can hear. Awkward. Man, I hate awkward haircut conversation. You know how I don't oh, like talking to people in I general. Know. You know, being so stuck the- there in the chair. Shout out to the non West again. The, yes. the person that I use, mm-hmm. Kim, uh, the reason I have stuck with her for a while, I mean, she gives a good haircut, but the reason I've stuck with her because she has the perfect balance of, you know, a little bit of catch up, right? but doesn't try to, you know, keep like you talking that, the whole right. time and make it awkward. I like that. You know, friendly, friendly, you know, not ignoring you, friendly mm-hmm. conversation. Right. And then just cut and, your hair. And does her job. Right. Yeah, I like that. That is a very different experience than if you go to like Great Clips or something. They don't, they don't, they're not as skilled with that balance. Yeah, I don't think. Nothing wrong with Great Clips. No, I do, no I've, offense you know, I've been to Great Clips. My previous haircut before this one was a Great Clips haircut because I got a coupon that said it was five dollars. <laughs> so, so, so I did that. So the virtual haircut of the soccer player that you based your haircut off of would have cost more than the Great Clip haircut. I mean, I could have maybe had Great Clips do that cut. I just don't know how it would have turned out. But yeah. All right, good. Well, Doug, we've successfully done another episode where we don't really talk about much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> we had your race, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the feedback of your race, once again, was that that's what people like. Yeah. They want to hear us talk about nothing. It's the Seinfeld of podcasts. People said they wanted me to give you a harder time more often. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? That's what the people they, want. They they want guy, me. Do I bully you, do they think? I don't know. They just want me to, I don't know. Only one person said that, but <laughs> people. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. <laughs> Clearly. And they like it when I make fun of Matt. No, I was <laughs> All right. Well thanks for listening to everyone. And uh, I guess we'll be back next week, Doug. Alright. Alright. Bye everyone.